no, no, no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? Chaz, I think I'm okay. I, I had a bite right before I came over. Thank you. You sure? It's the DC Tweet Team Podcast. I'm Jonathan Osmond, of course, joined by Benedict Maurice Hawkins. The man who went to Seattle said the Seahawks was his second favorite team. And then, as uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you are 0-2 this year for games that you've attended? Uh, No, I'm 1-3. 1-3? 1-2. 1-2. Oh, yeah, 1-2. Okay. 1-2. All right, 1-2. So, hymns may be the reason. <laughs> why the commanders fell to the Seahawks. Um, Not the fact that the defense decided to give up nearly 400 yards to Geno Smith, which I think it would probably be a career game for him. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I don't know what to say, but I'll, I'll give you the last word on that. And then of course we'll talk about the um, upcoming game versus the giants and, uh, Tommy DeVito, who is the now the Giants quarterback, and I think um, Sam Howell may have rushed for more yards than he threw for. <laughs> so I, I, this will be an interesting matchup, considering uh, how our commanders have fared against putrid teams. Yeah. So, tell us about your trip, Maurice, and and your final thoughts on Sunday's game. Uh well the trip was amazing. Uh Seattle is a beautiful city. Yep. Um did it yeah. rain the whole time? It was cloudy, it drizzled. It, we really didn't get rain until after the game was over with, which was great because you know we didn't get wet. But um you know, it's a cool I mean it's a cool I mean one thing I'll say about Seattle, it is definitely an NFL town. You know, everybody is wearing Seahawks gear. You know, it's really wild compared to like when you go to games at FedEx where you have a mixed bag of commanders fans and where you, you have anywhere between 35 to 40% of the stadium filled with the opposing team um, fans. You know, if in the Philadelphia is 50-50 or 55-45, their favor. But, you know, this was clearly a 90%, 10% ratio for Seahawks versus commanders fans. I mean, it was a good showing of commanders fans nonetheless, but, uh, you know, Super pack with Seahawks fans. Uh, the reputation of the fans being loud is definitely spot on. Uh, they scream at the top of the lungs every time we had the ball, and they are quiet as church mice when they have the ball. It is really a weird sensation um, because our fans are not that disciplined at FedEx Field. You know, where well, we get- they're, they're not disciplined because. Half of the 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 um, stadium are the opposing fans. Yeah, so. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, Lumen Field is a magnificent facility. Uh, you know, just the acoustics in there are just extraordinary. So when they engineered that building, you know, they definitely put into the thought process of making it one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL, and they succeeded with that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the uh, the game itself. You know, it was very frustrating watching our defense really not do anything of consequence against Seattle's offense. Like, um, you know, the departure of Chase Young and Montez Sweat is very, very evident in our inability to generate any semblance of a pass rush. Um, 
you know, Geno Smith was really left up to his own devices to operate the offense uh, with impunity in that game. And I think that that was really, you know, even though Sam Howell played very well, you know, had a spectacular fourth quarter with two touchdowns, you know, despite all the accolades that he amassed in that game, uh, it just was too much when the defense couldn't generate any pressure on the Seattle offense and Geno Smith. And that was ultimately what led to them winning the game. And, um, you know, we have a lot of work to do on defense. Uh, I mean, clearly there's been a paradigm shift where the offense is the stronger side of the ball than the defense. That hasn't been the case for the past couple of years under Ron Rivera's tenure. But right now it's very clear that when you have the league leader in passing yardage, uh, Sam Howell, and, um, you know, doing well the completion front, you know, touchdowns, interception ratio. You know, it's clear that the offense is playing better ball than the defense because the defense can't catch a cold. So that's where we're at right now. What did you think about the ejection of Emmanuel Forbes? I thought so early. I thought that was pure trash because I've seen that penalty called numerous times. I've seen more egregious hits. I mean, you saw uh, it earlier, the first game of the season against yeah. Logan Thomas in the yeah. end zone. That uh, player wasn't ejected. Right. The safety. Was it safety that hit him? Yeah, I think um, it was. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it was just called the penalty, not ejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, I didn't, I mean, to me, I mean, was there a helmet to him at contact? Yes. You know, so I, I don't necessarily have a problem with them calling the foul because you look at the hit. I mean, he definitely hit with his helmet. But as far as the ejection, that just seems to be egregious. I've, I, I'm wondering if if Forbes said something to the ref that ticked him off and he kicked him out of the game. But uh, you he know, he said the, he came from New York. Really? Yeah, there was a um, a quote after the game mm-hmm. where they interviewed. The refs, I guess it's mm-hmm. they've now become their own little sideshow, which is yeah, I, I don't understand. Um, so yeah, he said, I guess it came from New York, and so this is now the second week in a row that we've had New York interference right. in the game. Um, right. actually, maybe third, where you know something has come in and you go, that's not right, right, and yet here comes the the all seeing eye from from New York, and you yeah. just kind of wonder. Who is that in New York that's causing all these issues? Because, I mean, even, um, uh, you know, Fox has their, their, uh, um, their, their ref analyst. Yeah. And he was like, there's no, it's yeah. maybe a bang, bang play, maybe a little bit more than that, but it's not mm-hmm. warranted an ejection. Like he wasn't intentionally going for his helmet. He was breaking up yeah. the pass. And this kind of goes back to that, like, exactly the whole KJ Henry thing where, mm-hmm. You see a guy and they say, well, because he didn't roll like an alligator when he hit, touched the quarterback, that was enough. I just, right. I, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I think I tweeted out at some point that I think that there will be at, you know, because gambling is now part of the NFL. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's intertwined in the NFL. And at some point there's going to be a 30 for 30 where or a story is going to come out that mm-hmm. exposes that there's probably more than one, but definitely a few that that are profiting off of some of these just unbelievably, and then, but also costly calls. Like yeah, and and it, it's hard for me and anyone I to say that Forbes be, not being on the field 
was good or you know benefited the commanders because he's been dreadful mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of of last week right? right but i think during the the series towards the end of the game where saint juice um had just penalty after penalty after penalty mm -hmm. um it seemed like he could not he couldn't help but get penalized um maybe forbes would have been a little bit better in those situations uh, there were there were a lot of questionable calls in that game that you know it got to the point where where you you know you know seattle's known for the 12th man which is symbolic of their robust fan base well he said what well, the 13th man were the, were the refs so washington was definitely 11 on 13 especially that fourth down play that seattle went for it and and they didn't convert and then they called the the pass interference which you know kept the drive alive and it was yeah. a touchdown and it was almost as if you know you know dirty uh pete carroll uh, who's known for not having the cleanest record when it no. comes to following the rules. No. It was almost like Seattle said, was playing with house money. Well, it doesn't matter what happens in fourth down. They're going to call the penalty and we'll keep the drive going. And they ultimately end up scoring. And and I, and I think that, you know, that was a questionable call at, at that time. You know, you know, you can, I mean, here's the thing. If you look for it, you could call pass interference on every play. You can call holding on every play. It's very subjective as to when they make these calls. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the commanders did not have the benefit of good refereeing in that game against Seattle. And, and the Seahawks definitely had some home cooking. I saw it live and in person uh, with the refs calls and, you know, that definitely contributed to the commanders um, not winning in that game. Also, you know, Joey Sly missing the extra point when that first touchdown from an amazing <laughs> pass from how to Brian Robinson, you know, like you gotta, you gotta make those um, extra points, bro. I mean, come on. Gotta yeah, I, I thought, you know, if it's funny is that Sly can make them from 50 yards out, yeah. you know, facing the wind, uh, you know, during a hurricane, no lights, and it'll go through the middle perfectly. But yet you ask them to kick an extra point and you're, you're like 75 percent of the chance they go through. Yeah. So it, that's frustrating. What did you make at the end of the game where um you know, Rivera had the option. He, they could have gone for two mm -hmm. uh, and possibly, you know, if the defense would have held, which we know that they can't hold anyone. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, had they gone for two, you know, maybe that would have forced Seattle's hand a little bit more than what they did. And, and maybe that was because they didn't go for two because they didn't, they're already down, mm -hmm. you know, more than what they needed. Yeah, I you know, I, I think that, you know, Reverse has gotten really, really conservative, you know, this season. It's not I mean, riverboat anymore. It's like no, it's the, like it's like pontoon run. <laughs> canoe run. Canoe canoe run, yeah. What is that uh what is that uh when you put the um the the uh the the uh, the, the floats when you're in the pool. Oh he's like the little floaty, like yeah. the little floaty like yeah. in the pool <laughs> yeah. for the children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, no, he's he's definitely not dangerous anymore, Ron. No, um, I, you, yeah, I, but you gotta also kind of wonder too, you know, before you get to that place, um, you know, for really two solid quarters, the commander's offense was non-existent. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like if you look at the box score, like you know. You know, we came out like gangbusters in the first drive, scored that touchdown. Joe Slide missed the extra point. And then it's like, it's like anemicville, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like he just walks it kind of slip away behind you, and you're just going, like, 
yeah, you kidding me. I mean, we scored six points uh, between the second and third quarter, and then, you know, they heat up like a Super Saiyan in the fourth quarter and score 14 <laughs> points. You know, so it's like, which offense do we have? You know, like, you know, the way we played in the first quarter and the fourth quarter, why didn't we play that way in the uh, second and the third? And uh, and it just felt very, very conservative. Like they weren't pushing the ball down the field. You know, and maybe you credit that to Seattle's defense, you know, keeping everything in front of them. You know, um, I don't know. But I mean, I think that Sam Howell has proven that he can let it rip. I mean, I think the pass that he threw to Diami Brown in the fourth quarter was extraordinary. I mean, it, it yeah. totally took the Seahawks by it. Not only did it take the Seahawks by surprise, the whole stadium was like, oh, crap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what? What just happened here? Because like, and all the momentum was gone, and you know, and we were saying, you know, if we even had one of the D linemen, if Chase or Montez, that would have been the difference. We would have won that game with one if we had one of them on our defense. I see. I don't know. I mean, we've had them on the defense, and it's not like yeah. that we were beating better teams. You know, we didn't beat the Eagles twice. Right. They were on the they were on the squad. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's some loss there. We've got some some more injuries. Yeah. Uh, James Smith Williams is now out long term, so mm-hmm. the impact there is going to be, you know, going to be felt. Uh, um, it, you know, uh, FA Obata had a hand up on that. I think one of the last passes that Gino threw that mm-hmm. that set up the field goal. Um, you saw the hand go up, but it just it wasn't the right time, wasn't the right space. Right. Like it just 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 missed it. And it's one of those things where the the secondary is is truly horrific. Yeah. We we watched, you know, when I was watching on TV, that the the linebacking was 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 Atrocious. I mean David Mayo is <laughs> David Mayo is definitely store brand, like dollar general mayonnaise. Like he, I, he's, I, I, he's I not don't Dukes. know. He's not Hellman's. He's, no, he's not Dukes. He's not Hellman's. He's like, uh, like Sir great, General's great, great uh, value. Uh, I think great value may be higher quality than what he's out there displaying. I mean, but look, it's just, it's, he's slow. They, they were targeting Mayo, right? Like, right. and then he'd go up and he'd, he'd make, you know, he'd do something and you go, Oh, Hey, he's still here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just, you didn't get a lot of action out of, um, uh, you, you know, the, the linebackers, uh, secondary, of course, just got picked apart. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I think everybody has figured out the weak points on the commanders and it's mm-hmm. St. Juice and it's Forbes. And mm-hmm. you, those are the two guys. You're not going to go after Kendall Fuller. Right. You know, Fuller's a stud. And for some reason, there's no adjustment whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. You go and you go through Danny Johnson out there, which, you know, God bless him. He, he's a good, you know, and a pinch guy. But Danny Johnson shouldn't be your your go-to for an entire game. No. When you have, you know, Fuller and you've got, hopefully, you know, you should have at this point thought of another option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the team didn't. And I think this is the most frustrating thing about this season is that you're starting to see like in the time of year when you need the team to make adjustments, when they need mm-hmm. to sign for players to um, produce, to carry them into this next stretch. Mm-hmm. You didn't do any of that. They're not no. ever trying to get themselves any better. And 
what I kind of liken it to is maybe Coach Rivera and Jack Del Rio thought they would have been fired by now. Like right. they have to be paid out regardless of of how they perform. He's another year on his contract. It's year four. Um and, and so maybe they thought like, hey, I've already got my Thanksgiving plans out in California. I Good. really don't want to have to go down to Dallas and, <laughs> and coach this team. Um, we thought we'd be gone. Mm-hmm. And yet here they are being forced to work out their contract and kind of doing it a little bit under duress mm-hmm. because they have shown no desire to improve. Right. And so and, unless you're out here, the only one that's really, I think, trying to do better is is yeah. um Hmm? The enemy, the enemy and the yeah. enemies t- took so much heat for mm-hmm. the offensive line, giving up all the sacks and, mm-hmm. and, you know, Sam's, uh, you know, the up and down nature of the offense. And now the offense has, has really come to life. Yeah. Um, I think that the only highlight out of, out of the game on Sunday truly is that I, I, I think the consensus is that Washington has their quarterback and you've got, um, you know, Sam went out there and had an amazing game, three touchdowns, three, 312 yards, uh, ran for 17. Um, but, the, I mean, the play calling was weird in that Brian Robinson, your running back, was the highest receiver. Um, poor Jahan Dotson had no mm-hmm. catches on the day. Well, uh, I, th- I think that Brian, Byron, the- Ping- <laughs> Byron Pringle had more, like mm-hmm. more yards, more catches. <laughs> inconsistencies is crazy I think the thing that we're seeing with this team is you know at least I think on the coaching staff front I think they're mailing it in they are yeah. well but you know and it also could be that they don't have the, maybe they feel like they don't have the answer at tight end I mean Logan Thomas was fine five catches though for 40 mm-hmm. yards uh you healthy scratched um, your other tight end, your young guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I yeah, I kind of feel like that they are just kind of mailing it in. Like they know they're not going to be around. They yeah. don't want to. I, I would think you'd want to at least put good tape out there for your next stop. Yeah. But, I, I mean, you saw the Bills this week. They had a tough game, and they went and fired their offensive coordinator. They just yeah. were like, this isn't what we want. Yeah. And yet here, nothing. Nothing for, for Sam Howell's amazing day. As I said, in our opening, Geno Smith was 31 for 47, 369 yards passing. I went back and that's the most yards since 2021. Um, So that's like Wilson plus Geno. Yeah. All that time. He's never had that much yards passing. Yeah. But you know, you have a quarterback that's got, that can bake a cake and do his taxes in the pocket yeah. you know, because he's not getting any pressure. They're going to put up numbers like that. But <laughs> they said, you know, and that I find it interesting. I love the fact that you, you got uh, Melissa Ferris to join us Yeah, because you know, the, the knock against the Seahawks had been that offensive line was bad. Yeah. And yet we saw yet again, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, who were supposed to be their high paid, you know, stud, uh, defensive tackles, silent. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith had one sack on the day. That's right. it, just one, and for no yards, um, wasn't enough to do anything with. So no. they fall into dead last in pressures. Mm-hmm. 
dead last. I mean, statistically, they're 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 um, you know, John loves to give a good speech before the game and he loves to act all mad or I'm mad we didn't win. And then what happens? <laughs> they go out there, they do it again. Like yeah. it's all, it's all, it feels like to me, it's all like in it. Well, I, I think that right now is that they just simply don't have the pieces to be uh, a, comp- a competitive team against, you know, middling to upper echelon NFL teams, right? You well, know, we don't even need to see middle and upper echelon. Remember, they lost to the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> they lost to the, the Bears. The yeah. Bears hadn't won in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we we could have very well lost to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, I, I mean, I don't want to, to bury the commanders like that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they 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 have the ability to win against everyone, but also lose against everyone. Uh, yeah, and they have proven that you know in spades. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, if you think New England has been dreadfully bad, we barely beat them by three points, yeah. and then we go all the way out to Seattle, which is a, a no doubt mm-hmm. a tough place to play. Yeah, but. My goodness, you go out there and and you just the defense just lets down this team mm-hmm. once again. And you kind of look ahead on the schedule and you go, the Rams just signed Carson Wentz. Ugh. Yeah, but Wentz could <laughs> is Wentz's comeback yeah. going to be this, you know, uh this revenge, the this revenge game. The revenge game. Um, you know, is is Zach Wilson gonna have a career day against the commanders? Um, what is Thanksgiving gonna look like? Um Jesus. I seriously, I mean, yeah. Dak has the ability to also win and lose and throw a bunch of interceptions. But well, what if, are you the, gonna- if if the Giants beat us, oh, and the Cowboys have beaten the the Giants like they stole something. Like I was talking to a Cowboys fan tonight, and oh, I said, "They are they are feeling themselves." I said, "Like you do realize that uh, slavery is illegal now, right? You should not be beating an NFL team like they no serve they, they you should. No, I'm <laughs> sorry, but you should. You should exercise yourself. Yeah, I'm, I have no problem with a team going out there and destroying and another team. Do, completely running it up. Now, mm-hmm. granted, every game looks like a regular season bowl, and mm-hmm. they're probably doing it for stats and everything like yeah. that. And they want to, you know, but no, I, I think, look, Dak, 404 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, because he, he just loves throwing interceptions. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I got to do it. I got to get one out of my system. Got to get one out of my system. Uh, didn't, never sacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even let Cooper Rush come in and throw for uh, 68 yards and an interception. Because you know he also enjoys he also enjoys throwing ints against mm-hmm. everybody but the commanders. So um, you know, and poor Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito. Any um, relation to Danny? It, <laughs> I mean, Sky's. I, I, what's funny is you see Tommy DeVito, and it's hard to not think about. The Taylor Heineke story, right? Yeah. This was an, a guy whose <laughs> whose status right now is also questionable. <laughs> so, so he's questionable. I don't even know if they even have any more quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. um, Tyrod's done. Everybody else is done. They're all kind of dead. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I I don't know. I guess they have Jake Matt Barkley is on the roster. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize he was still in the league. Um, USC guy, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think he's doing college game day. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially. Um, so I, I don't know. But um, yeah, this poor Tommy DeVito uh, played at Illinois, uh, went undrafted, right? Uh, mm-hmm. His rookie season. He's living at home with his parents. Right. He says his mom makes his bed, makes chicken cutlets <laughs> for him. You know, like crazy stuff. Yeah. And um, so uh, I guess Brian Dable, the coach there, did say that they, he, DeVito, they're going to throw him out there, you know, see what happens. But, I mean, that kind of reminds me a little bit of Taylor Heineke, right? Like, yeah. Heineke was on his sister's couch. He was the co- the COVID quarterback. They came in to kind of save the season. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the guy so far, he's he's played in um, – well, he started two games. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the the game versus the uh, <laughs> versus the Jets. That was the one where they had negative one yards. Right, <laughs> seven attempts, negative one yards. Um, got sacked twice. Had a QBR of sometimes of sixteen point three somehow. Um, then they go out to Vegas, and he throws for one hundred seventy five yards, two interceptions, one touchdown. Somehow has a QBR of 3.7, 3.7 against the Raiders, who are bad, who are right. also a very bad team. Not and as bad as the Jets. <laughs> not as bad as the Jets is right. I mean, the Jets took an overtime, yeah. overtime, and um, so then you've got, of course, um, the the Sunday's game. Like the the Raiders beat them by twenty four. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys just decimated him. Yeah, and so at least he was able to throw a couple touchdowns. He got his pick out the way. Wonderful eighteen QBR, um, eighty six <laughs> yards total passing. I, I mean, so you're saying party, this is a, a game that is right for the pick and for the Commanders, but it's the Commanders, right? This is the game that you we look at. Um, who was that guy in twenty? Was it 2020 that the Dallas Cowboys and everybody got, got injured and they were out there playing against some like random quarterback that they mm-hmm. had to go get? That was just terrible. I remember that. Yeah. Um, you know, we we had a run of those where we were just playing like just terrible quarterbacks and it was it worked right. out for us. And I I mean, look, we played Justin Justin Fields had one in a year. Right. <laughs> one in an entire year. And so you go, that has to be a a winner for the commanders. And I just, I don't know that any game on our schedule, even as bad as it looks, I don't know that you could ever say, yeah, sure. That's a game that um, there's, there's, there's no gimmies for the commanders right now. It's just uh, because one of the things about this team is that they play down to their opposition. Absolutely. So even though you have this journeyman quarterback, that is probably, that probably sits at the uh, kitty table at Danny DeVino's Thanksgiving dinner. Um, you know, he's got a puncher's chance because he's playing us. And, we, you know, we won't generate any pass rush. We won't be innovative offensively. We'll be very conservative. And they'll linger around. And next thing you know, the defense will make a play. They'll get a sack fumble or interception that they're able to score on. And then next thing you know, it's Giants 17, Commanders 10. And then we'd be like, what the hell does happen again? Again, to, 14 to, sorry team. to seven. Yeah, and we and here's, the, and here's the reality of it. Like, we should not be taking the Giants lightly on any stretch of the imagination because that team 
more so than any other team in the NFC East owns our soul. They own the Giants have owned the Commanders for years. They will find I don't care how bad they are, they will find a way to win the game against us. Now, <clears throat> is this an opportunity for us to get off of losing? Absolutely. You know, they they suck. But the Giants, they're going to be like, but it's the commanders. They're going to go, oh, we're not losing to them. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly right. It, mm-hmm. The commanders definitely have found a way, like, mentally, they can't get past the Giants. No. <laughs> Daniel Jones is the only reason why Daniel Jones is making money mm-hmm. not playing because of for us. The, for the Giants, because of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. He he would right now would probably be working uh, at McDonald's. Right. Nothing against people that work at McDonald's, but you're not playing in the NFL. No. He would be right there with you, were it not for the Commanders. So, yeah. which I kind of love it for the Giants, how bad that contract is that they have to deal with <laughs> for a guy. And, and look, they may end up with a very high pick, and they could end up getting. Um, Drake May from UNC, and that would be frustrating to see a good quality player, a local mm-hmm. player for us, that would be going up to play in New York. But you right. know they'll ruin him. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not worried about that. He's uh, do you think, do you he think Eli Manning. How could you not be? Because yeah. you look at their history. I yeah. mean, granted, they went to the playoffs last year, so that that may be what's saving him right now, mm-hmm. and the obvious issue. Of you've lost now Tyrod Taylor and mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, but you also, I, I think somebody up there needs to have a come to come to Jesus moment because who in the world signed that contract? Who in the world signed signed an extension for Daniel Jones? What were they thinking? Yeah, that person needs to be fired. That person needs to be gone. Yeah. So I, you know, I think Dable is probably got a little bit of latitude there, but I mean. Mm-hmm. I think you really get a chance to see here's here's a, a team in Buffalo that felt like this was again their year. Like they were gonna go out and just run through their division so and get to the that. playoffs. And they beat the hell out of the commanders. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, this is it. You know, it's gonna be a team we can't match up against. And then you get now to um November. And the wheels have so fallen off that they've gone and fired their offensive coordinator. Well, that Dem- that loss to Denver was just a bad loss. And oh, any team and, can lose anybody. I mean, but yeah, yeah that was. But Denver's Denver's won like Denver's won like three, four games in a row now. Yeah, I mean they're 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 better than than we thought they were going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not great. <laughs> so maybe that's one of the wins that we come back and go. They're not great, but I mean the thing. The, yeah, they, three in a row though. I mean, they, they played. Green Bay and one of them. I mean, give me well, they play break. Green Bay. They beat Kansas City. They, they beat, beat Buffalo. Kansas City. So you they know, beat Buffalo. You know, I mean, Kansas City uh, lost to the Jets there. though. Yeah, they lose to the Jets. And they lost. And 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 they beat the. <laughs> hey, they found a way to beat the uh, the Bears, um, yeah. but they also uh, lost, lost to the to us. <laughs> well, they lost to us and also lost to Miami. Remember that was a yeah. seventy to twenty game. Yeah. Yeah, it was well, where they just I, got. I, I, got I'm exposed. wondering if that's a situation where. You know, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson just got in a room together and compared notes and said, yo, this is how we can make this happen. And now they're they're giving Russ, you know, a little bit more latitude to run the offense the way he wants to run. I mean, the one thing I'll say, I did watch a little bit of the Monday night game uh, after I got back from Seattle. Uh, and 
that was like the first time in a while where I've seen Russ look like Russ. I mean, like when he was in Seattle, like he was, you know, the magician in the pocket, you know, he was making tacklers miss, you know, he was making plays off schedule, you know, that touchdown pass uh, towards uh, halftime that he threw was, was nothing short of amazing. That was crazy. You know? Yeah. I mean, like that was just, I mean, just an elite throw by Russ. So I think that if that's, if that's what we're getting from him, you know, watch out because I'm not saying that they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but I do think that they can make life very difficult for um, a lot of teams in the final stretch of the season. Well, I mean, maybe this is their, this is what they, they're building. They can build on this to go, right. You know, to something bigger next season. You right. know, so last year was a joke. Um, this year we, you know, was thought to maybe be a joke and now they've gotten right. better and now, you know, now they've gotten better. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like we all thought that the Vikings were going to fall apart yeah. and they certainly haven't. No, the, uh, the, yeah, they, the Vikings, I mean, first of all, the fact that they traded for Josh Dobbs and he's gotten them two wins, you know, as a starter, you know, not, knowing the, the, not knowing the playbook, not knowing <laughs> anything about him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just kind of um, incredible. Miraculous. And that's a, tra- and, and, you know, the NFC North is a, you know, minus the Detroit Lions. That's a trash division. So, you know. Well, yeah, but, but look, if you look at it right now, um, the NFC, the, we we say like the lions the, the you know the lions are 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 second in the nfc right, right. now um but uh, minnesota would be sitting number 7 at 6 and 4 yeah and and really it's between tampa bay and washington for and and atlanta for that final eight, spot yeah 8 9 10 yeah, eight, nine, and ten. Um, and who knows? I mean, Green Bay has probably got a tough road to go. And that's what's really that's what's really frustrating about the Commanders because if they could string together a couple of games, they get themselves right back in this thing. You know, at least to get a playoff spot. Uh, you know, it's possible. I think that they're. Uh, you know, I've I think I've said in the last one, but I know when we played. Um, New York, the first, I think probably all the way back we played New York the first time, but definitely mm-hmm. the Bears. Like those were must win games. Yeah. Um, you didn't have the luxury of just mm-hmm. throwing away those, those losses. Yeah. If you really wanted to, because you don't know what November and December is going to give you, right? Like right. you don't know who's going to be better. You don't know what injuries are going to take place. And so the fact that you go, oh, well, uh, I mean, Dallas right now is the sixth seed. Yeah. So you have, Seattle at five, Dallas at six, and in the Vikings at seven, mm-hmm. and and it's the the Vikings are at seven only because they because uh, they've already had their um, bye. Uh, I mean, well, Dallas has had has has had a bye. Um, Seattle's had a bye, so everybody else, you know, they're at six and four only just because they've you know they played more games. Yeah, you know, so they've had that extra loss. But I mean, for Washington being now four and six, I mean, I don't know that nine and seven is going to get it done this year. And well, so, no, you, you got, I mean, you got Philadelphia. Definitely not eight, eight and one again. Yeah. I mean, Philadelphia is eight and one. I mean, they could be eight and two or nine and one after <laughs> what yeah. happens Monday night. I mean, definitely the, the biggest Monday night football game in quite some time um, with them playing. Uh, Kansas City again. And uh so you have them and then you got the I, I think Philadelphia and Detroit, I mean, they are sailing. Like they're gonna 
I mean, they're very close to locking up playoff spots in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're pulling then, away from everyone. They're pulling away from everybody. And I think that you look at the uh, NFC West, you know, I mean, I think I fully expect San Francisco to win that division. I think Seattle could make could complicate things for them. They got uh, the same. They have the same record right now. Yeah. San Fran- the 49ers and the Seahawks. But the only yeah. difference is a tiebreaker. Yeah. And I think this, I think this, I think the San Francisco is sporadic because I think that I think teams have figured out Brock Purdy. So he is not as amazing and legendary as he, that people thought he was. You know, at the beginning of the season, I mean, they won. They lost three games in a row. That's you know kind of tricky. I mean, they got a Thursday night game next uh, week for Thanksgiving against uh, Seattle in Seattle, so they'll be fired up for that game. And that's the Seahawks' first time they've hosted a Thanksgiving game in the history of their franchise. So I fully expect for their fan base to be fired up for that. Um, and I think that in the South, you know, New Orleans is quietly plodding along, you know, winning games. I mean, I think Tampa Bay is still has a is on the outside looking in, but you know, that that division will definitely be between Tampa, New Orleans, and um Atlanta. You know, if if any one of them can get on a run, I, I think I I mean, look, New Orleans is 5 and 5. That the NFC South is a division that nobody really wants to win right now. No, no, they don't want to win. They're 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 bad, but Hey, they're gonna they're gonna muddy the waters. Like if if Washington had any amount, if Washington just goes wins one or two, if they go win two of some of these close ones that they keep losing, mm-hmm. they're sitting there at six and four, mm-hmm. and you know they're sitting there battling out with Minnesota as opposed to being where they are right now, which yeah. is the season is quickly slipping away. Well, um, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it is that you know we say this every week about this team in a game, but this is truly a must-win game because if they lose to the, the Giants twice, not only is it just a shame of losing to one of the worst teams in the NFL, and the Giants are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, I can't think of a team off the top of my head that's worse than them. You know what I'm saying? Um, they are bad. Well, uh, statistically, the Carolina Panthers. Okay, Who the yeah. Dallas Cowboys get this Sunday at yeah. one o'clock? Oh, Christmas at, came early. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, and then Frank Reich comes out and says, well, "I'm going to resume uh, play calling duty." So, I mean, pretty much it's a it's a if, if Dallas is going to come here to Charlotte, and so Sunday's going to be very irritating because yeah. it's going to be filled with Cowboys fans. I think the tickets I saw tickets to. Um, Tickets to this game are, are outrageously priced, like thousands mm. of dollars. Um, really? Yeah, they're taking advantage of all the, the Cowboys, and they should. I, I was trying to convince somebody on Sunday who was actually going, a Carolina Panthers fan, mm. who had spent $1,200 to go to this game um, for her birthday. And I said, take this. Uh, first of all, why would you do this to yourself? Mm-hmm. It, your team's terrible. Second, um, take advantage of a Cowboys fan. Like this is their Explo- Super Bowl. Exploit them. <laughs> Take them for all they're worth. Twenty five hundred bucks. You get the tickets. What would you do with an extra thousand dollars? Like you would have the best time. Go yeah. do anything but go to that game. Yeah. Watch it at home. Like it. Why would you do this to yourself? But yet, all right. So it's going to be literally Bank of America Stadium. It's going to be forty thousand. Forty five thousand Cowboys fans. 
It mm-hmm. and and by extension, everywhere where we are down here is going to be Cowboys fans. So I, mm-hmm. I hope that Frank Reich figures out how to play football again and and try to not lose. Like like they're the dumbest. They're the dumbest story. And the Browns are the dumbest story. So you, you really have two stories right now, right? The Browns signing Deshaun Watson, costing themselves money and capital and everything that they did, like horrifically stupid. And now he's done. Um, but the Panthers traded away so much to. I don't think the Browns are anywhere near as stupid as the Carolina Panthers are. I mean, look, the Carolina Panthers saw what. Um, <laughs> I mean, you saw what they did, uh, Seattle to Denver and they yeah. said, we could, we should do that. <laughs> we should do that. Um, it, terrible decision. So, to, so it, even though they've only won one game, they owe that number one spot to the Chicago bears. Yeah. To the Chicago bears who have, I think won three games now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, they're in a weird spot where they could easily be one and two, and the Giants mm-hmm. would be number three. Like right. what? Um. Anyway, sorry, but yeah. So Sunday, I I would love it if they figured out how to beat them. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um. The best day ever. Early Christmas to to watch that happen. But I just I don't think so. I mean, Bryce Young's terrible. Yeah, uh, the team is terrible. They they're injured all over the place. Talk about. I mean, it, there's a good chance that they're gonna. That is another team that's going to be looking for a new coach. Hey, mm-hmm. I think I know a couple that are available. Just yeah, say. it's going to be a couple of teams that's going to be looking for a new coach. <laughs> well, and that kind of speaks to it. I mean, you kind of hope that that the commanders, if if your uh, owners are out there saying, "Hey, we've got a few good people," not everybody's going to make it to next season. Um, I I feel like that they've got a plan yeah. in place. I hope it's not Bill Belichick because good no. grief, that's not no. good. No. Um, but I mean, it's been rumored. I saw Dan Orlovsky today say that he's he's heard some substantiated stuff that he, he didn't want to he didn't want to opine further on, but that there is a destination out there, uh, and it would it, and it would be for Belichick. So. Maybe it's here. How old, it could be how here old is Belichick? I mean, too old to be doing this still. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, can he build a future around that guy? I, well, I mean, you look at, well, look at the success he had here. And if you only give me some control. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. him and Pete Carroll. I mean, but Pete Carroll, I mean, he's spry, you know. Sure. I mean, look, I don't know the age has much to do with it, but I think if I am a guy that just paid six point billion, six point oh five billion dollars for a football team, I would take my chances on maybe trying to lure somebody out of the 49ers who's been eating your lunch as far as all the draft picks you give them and right. or or a, a free agents or or soon to be free agents. Who do you um, think should be who do you think should be a top coaching prospect for the commanders if we part company with when we part you know I haven't even that. thought that far ahead yet. Yeah. Um but I mean, I'd be start looking at you know maybe start looking at at Detroit, Lincoln, mm-hmm. maybe start looking at Forty uh, uh, ers um, I mm-hmm. I'd look at um, uh, you know I mean possibly John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be he's not mm-hmm. gonna have a lot to do. I certainly wouldn't be calling Jimbo Fisher. 
No. <laughs> but they need, I think they, they definitely need somebody that has NFL coaching experience. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Leave those I, college I think, coaches alone. No. No. The hot college coach, hopefully that, that whole thing is dead. Yeah. Uh, for a while. Um, so, and I, look, I'm fine with if you want to talk to Bianami again. I, mm-hmm. I think he should get a little bit more credit for how the season has gone. I would mm-hmm. love to hear his take on what needs to happen. He'll probably just mm-hmm. say defense. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, I mean, and, and, you, know, and you see what he's done with, with how, I mean, yeah. How, I mean, the fact that how is in the top half of passing. No, no, he's not in the top half. He's number one. Yeah. He's the, he's thrown the most yards of anybody. Yeah. And I That's believe impressive. he's the first quarterback in NFL history to have like as many passing yards and rushing yards mm. and touchdowns this part of the season. Wow. Like he's, he's, he's doing it. Sam's doing it. Um, so I think that, that, that I mean, there's starting to be some surpass, He's definitely on pace to surpass 4,000 yards passing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, now granted, the season's going to get a lot tougher. Yeah, but when you when you have a defense that that you have to go out and you've got to keep scoring because they can't, mm-hmm. they literally can't stop anybody. Yeah, it'll do this, and and it kind of reminds me if you think back, um, Joe Gibbs' first season was like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they had a, they had all kinds of defensive troubles. They had an offense that was kind of electric. But they just they couldn't win any games because they I think they they finished yeah. eight and eight yeah um or or five hundred it wasn't eight games back then but it you know they finished five hundred and fans wouldn't have gone yeah so, um that's that's why you don't let fans run your team <laughs> well yeah but I think fans are probably right on on Rivera and Bianami and I hate yeah. saying that because I I really do have a lot of respect for Rivera mm. um. But I think his time has come and gone. I'm kind of mm-hmm. tired of the the mealy mouth and the I didn't know. I didn't mm-hmm. know is the most frustrating thing. Like I keep I thought today, like he did his um his uh, press conference, you know, mm-hmm. and and they said like, why didn't you go for two? And he's like, well, I didn't know. Uh, and then uh, and, and then he always says like, you know, why didn't you play Sam Howell earlier? Oh, I didn't know he was going to be this good. If the company that I work for, if the CEO. <laughs> went out there and said, well, I didn't know to any question or any of the people that worked for him. Well, I, I don't think the board any of prof- directors would throw them out. I don't think there's any profession where I didn't know is an acceptable answer. I, I, did, I didn't know. And the police officer, why did he, uh, he commit the crime? Well, I didn't know he was going to commit the crime. I didn't, oh. Wait, is that crime? Yeah. Murder? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. The only crime that Rivera's committing right now is collecting a paycheck for, for non-performance but um that's that's highway robbery right now. highway robbery uh so i you know look i'm sure that the house out in california is probably getting nice mm-hmm. and warm for them and and mm-hmm. getting it they're probably sending the the uh cleaners out to clean it up and the painters out to get it ready and, and refreshing right. the carpets and and clean it steaming the drapes yeah because <laughs> they're gonna be um hope he rented Hope he didn't buy, because yeah. um, I think that uh, he's he's going to be uh, headed out west. Uh, maybe with Bruce Allen. Isn't Bruce Allen from out there? Did yeah. he have a house out there for a long time? A little bit. Little maybe bit. they're neighbors. Yeah, wouldn't that be wild? And okay. and but look, Del Rio's got to go. I mean, oh, he's he should have been gone. Like, should have. And that's the thing. Well, he should have been that, gone I think that's last frustrating, year. Right? Is he because 
He should have been on last year. Well, but he had a top five defense yeah. last year, and then before that it wasn't, and then before that it was. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird, right? It's right. yeah. It, there was no desire to improve. No, and you start to see that. You know, I think that the draft pick's not working out. Developing the players not working out. I mean, it took four, three years to get Jamin Davis to work out. Yeah, and it could be argued if he is working out to that first round expectation. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you. The the free agents, William Jackson, that didn't work out. That was a failure. Um, gosh, I feel like there was a, a couple other big uh free agents that they signed that didn't work out. Um there's just too many things that just keep adding up, and then then you go back to go, Oh yeah, that's our four and six. Mm-hmm. You know, but we we both thought Maurice, you thought this team was gonna be after this weekend. Well, this past weekend, you thought that the commanders would be uh, six and three. Oh, uh, no, sorry, seven and three. You thought the oh. commanders were going to be seven and three. How wrong was that? Yeah, I, I thought the commanders were going to be also seven and three. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Winston, oh Winston, we'll have to bring him back so he can say, "I told you." Yeah, you know, Winston was probably the one that had it the closest. Yeah, up to this point, he only had the Commanders at winning four games. He had them winning the Broncos, the Bears, mm-hmm. the Falcons, and the first Giants game. Mm-hmm. He had them winning. Actually, he had them sweeping the Giants. Right, but he had them losing at Seattle, losing mm-hmm. at the Patriots, losing at the Eagles both times. Mm-hmm. Losing to the Cardinals, which I think we flexed on them when yeah. we had him on here before. We did flex and on them. We did flex on them, and that feels silly now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we both we both came about it different ways, but we both ended up with the Commanders being twelve and five. Mm-hmm. Twelve and five. <laughs> We well, thought, that ain't gonna happen. We thought twelve and five. Yeah, how delusional were we? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Winston had him at eight and nine. I think Winston may be smarter than we give him credit for. Well, we're definitely the two smooth brains compared to Winston when it comes to football. <laughs> I mean, okay, now so. Uh yeah, he he thinks the commanders are gonna go on a run mm-hmm. starting this weekend. Giants, they win. Mm-hmm. Cowboys Thanksgiving, they win. Okay. Dolphins. Dolphins, he thought they would win. Ugh. Okay. Uh and then the Rams, he thought they would win. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he thought they would lose to the Jets. Um, so I, you know, I think that you could, you can't, it's hard to say beginning of the season, right? Like mm-hmm. I won't kill them on the dolphins win. we didn't know they were going to be this good, yeah. but, um, yeah, they're pretty good. They're yeah. pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, uh, let, I, I know that people probably think it's sometimes like he's not a fan because he's so critical of the team. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a fan. I thought they were going to go 12 and five. Right. Legit said that. Oh, well. At this point, I'm going to say that the commanders may have two more wins in them, and that's it. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I think that. I hope one of them comes Thanksgiving, too. Come this weekend, well, come Thanksgiving, and then let's go. I mean, if they, I mean, if they beat the Giants, and also they got two more wins in them, and that'll be the the Rams and the Jets. Okay, yeah. I mean, the Jets may be facing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's got that uh, deer antler spray from Ray Lewis. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna get out there and 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 do something, right? So what the hell is deer antler? Spray? Do you remember when his arm was that. numb and didn't work, and he? Took some deer antler spray and all of a sudden it supposedly worked. And it's probably steroids, <laughs> but whatever. That's what we call it now. That's what it was. They won the Super spray. Bowl that way. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. So that um, never take betting advice from us yeah. is what I'm learning from here. The NFL, no, while they're they're out there working really hard to, to – uh, <laughs> betting uh, you know to bringing gambling uh, don't listen to us uh, we don't know what we're talking about and who knows maybe next season we'll know better as soon as we get to the off season we're gonna get pumped up again i know it's gonna happen we're gonna hit, we're we are gonna it's get a, gassed it's a, it's a vicious cycle we're gonna get so gassed as soon as they announce a new coach mm-hmm. then they're gonna drop something about like stadium in the off season mm-hmm. and they're gonna do like oh here's some like new off season stuff and Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to get gassed again. And then we're going to be there once again, just, mm-hmm. uh, 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 just, just, just feeling it. Suckers. And then, and then as soon as they drop that schedule, then we're going to be out here again. And we're going to somehow get ourselves going, well, you know, if they only had a defense with Sam Hell at quarterback, we, uh, uh, seven, uh, 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 15, 15 <laughs> and two. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, man, I just want to give a shout out to uh, the commanders for putting on a hell of a. Uh, Tell us about rally. it real quick. Tell us about that rally because they didn't oh, post God. any pictures it, or anything of it. So it, what what yeah. happened? I it was um it was at Art Marble, so it was, it was like a really nice spot in uh downtown Seattle. Yeah. You know, huge crowd out there, Commanders fans. I mean, they travel so well. You know, I got to see uh, Drew. Um, she's out of, uh, out of Pacific Northwest, uh, Emily Weiner, you know, she was out there, of course, rally captain, he was out there, you know, JP Finley was out there, you know, uh, Santana Moss and Brian Mitchell were there. They did a great job holding court, uh, terrible rally captain. Did he like win the lottery at some point? Like how I do don't have the know. ability I, to go to all these away games all the time? I don't know, man. I think he's independently wealthy or something. I, he must be, he, he yeah. should be the one we should be taking advice from. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he. I mean, I, he's got. He should be fan of the year. I mean, like you know, <laughs> just I mean. purely by how much money he spent. Yeah, but, <laughs> I know, think he, he's. I mean, I mean, look. To be honest, the guy's lobbying for it forever. So, yeah. I mean, I, I will never be fan of the year, and I'm okay with that. No, we will never be fan of the year. You will be fan of the year. You're you're very positive and optimistic. I try I, to be. Positive I tell and like optimistic. it is, and I ruin yeah. everybody else's chances that are around me he's to like be fan the, of the year. The, Get ready for Jonathan. I'm That's it. I'm, the, I'm a black hole of fan of the yeardom. So, um, <laughs> That's a, let me tell you what, to become fan of the year, that's a lot of work and a lot of money that I don't have. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think you usually have to involve uh, buying some season tickets and yeah. then attending those games. Well, not even just like season tickets. I mean, you got to go to like all the games. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, it's like, like being Road, Road Warrior is another one. He it's goes, being, being yeah. attendance champion in school, right? Like that yeah. kid that's like he got straight D's, but he was here every day, every day, every earning day. those D's. Yeah, and then like you see him like come up in like high school, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, he wasn't on the honor roll, mm-hmm. didn't get any scholarships, mm-hmm. didn't make the dean's list, didn't play any sports, didn't do nothing, but he was here every day. Yeah, had everybody sick constantly. Yeah, here every day. He came to school when it was COVID. <laughs> gave everyone COVID. Teacher died. <laughs> Teacher died of COVID. But, but he, he was, was here. here every day. So we're getting fan of the year. <laughs> I no, it. I appreciate uh, all those guys like holding it up for everybody else. So it's good yeah. for them. Uh, I'm glad you had fun out there. I will yeah, say. Yeah, had a blast. Had a blast. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I've been looking for word to going up um, to a game, and I think I'm gonna punt till next season. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just again, I, de- I definitely will. I definitely, I think moving forward, like whenever we play Seattle in Seattle, I'll, that'll definitely be a a road trip that I'll take because it's real. It's, it's a good destination. It's a lot to do out there. You know, it's oh, it's beautiful, amazing, beautiful, beautiful part of the country. You yeah. know, if you've never been to the pacific northwest please go out there you know it's you know good people good energy good vibe so you know definitely uh want to you know give the city of seattle its shout out well good i'm glad you had fun um so this sunday we are marketing the giants game as we are out to ruin our sunday (laughs) so uh, look we know that the commander should win we mm-hmm. know that this should be a foregone conclusion. There should be. Commanders. We should wake up. It should be like you wake up and the ringtone is, is is the fight song. You you know you it's the day smells good. It feels good. It should be like one of those where you wake up like a Cowboys fan every day because every day they think it's their year, even though it's yeah. not. You know it's not. They do. They think it. Right. That should be the feeling that we should have Sunday. Mm-hmm. But because we know what we're up against, um, we are marketing this Sunday as let's ruin our Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I hope that you all have a great Sunday. I hope that you don't let football ruin it for you. Of course, you mean that jokingly, of course, um, because it's just sports. Who cares? And uh, we don't get paid to win or lose. So um, I always say to people that come hang out with us, we never lose. The team loses. We don't lose. Because no. if we start losing, we'll just drink more. And we'll forget we even, <laughs> we even we're here or why we even came. Right. So I'm looking forward to it. We're even though fighting a bunch of crazy Cowboys fans. And uh, I guess... Um, are you you got any plans? Are you going up to the game? Please don't yeah, go I'm, the game. Yeah, I'm going to the game. Going, you just said you're one in one in three. Yeah, one and two. One and two. We're about to be two and two. Are you wearing a black jersey? No, I'm wearing. I'm wearing totally nothing black. Okay. Did you wear a black jersey in um, Seattle? I did. Okay. Burn that. 
burn that jersey. I spent too much money in that jersey. <laughs> you will only wear them in the off season from now on. <laughs> I'm gonna say the black jerseys are are cursed. So you are relegated to <laughs> burgundy or yeah, white. Burgundy or white. <laughs> That's it. Or throwback. Do not mm-hmm. even think about putting on that black jersey. Right. You go, hey, he he doesn't know what he and then we lose. <laughs> I'm gonna come up to Virginia Beach. I'm gonna take that jersey and burn it myself. <laughs> and put it and do an Instagram live. I'm burning his jersey. Yeah. They're like, what are, are they commanders fans actually burning jerseys now? No, I'm burning this specific jersey. All the black ones should go. Mm-hmm. So anyway. All right. Well, have a great trip. I hope uh, it all works out. Hope you get a nice, a fun drive home where you get the, the smile all the way down because a, a commanding victory. Over right. my meatloaf, Tommy yeah. DeVito, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll, and hopefully, we'll talk about it uh, before Thanksgiving. I'm sure we will. All right. <laughs>